Ink Stories is sponsored by Jungle Tattoo Supplies, stockists and distributors of all the top brand tattoo supplies you'll ever need. Established in 2014, Jungle Tattoo Supplies distribute to licensed tattoo studios across the UK and Europe and are an ethical company who support the World Wildlife Fund and Air Ambulance. Visit their website at jungletattoosupplies.co.uk Follow them on Twitter at jungle underscore TS and like them on Facebook at Jungle Tattoo Supplies. Hello and welcome to Ink Stories, the podcast about the stories behind people's tattoos. My name's Mark and I have quite a lot of tattoos, but not as many as I would like. And with me at this time is Seb Elson. Hello, Seb. Hi, how are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. How are you? I'm doing all right, surviving lockdown and all that kind of stuff, you know. Well, you know, that lockdown is for podcasting, right? Uh. I'm pretty sure you've made a different podcast for every lockdown, so you're not wrong. (laughs) Unfortunately, you are absolutely right. And I like talking about things that I like. And I don't blame you. If I knew how to make a podcast, I'd probably be in the same boat. We'll talk after the show. We'll get you sorted, mate. And you'll have a podcast by the end of the week. All right. (laughs) Before we talk about your tattoo, tell me a little bit about you. Do you more specifically mean my fear of needles? I mean, we can talk about your fear of needles. (laughs) Okay, well, I have a phobia of needles. I have to look away whenever I'm getting jabbed in the arm. I have to have the nurse talk about something else. I have a brilliant collection of uh, well done and I was brave today stickers. And I... I've just never been a big fan of needles. Um, I recently got a blood test and I did actually have to get one of those i was brave today stickers did it make you feel better well yeah it gave the nurse a giggle as well so (laughs) so you are a man who is scared of needles and you're Mm -hmm. on a podcast about tattoos i know I'm, i'm i'm quite the oxymoron but yeah uh talking of which the tattoo in question it's something that I wanted from a very young age. I think the first time I thought I wanted it was when I was 13. Right. Did you know you were scared of needles when you were 13? So I knew I was scared of needles probably from the age of five, if not before then, but I definitely knew I was scared by the age of five. But you always wanted a tattoo? Not always, not until I was 13. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's still pretty always. How old were you when you got this tattoo, then? I was 18. I used my Christmas money. Wow. So you basically got it as soon as you were allowed? Mm, well, I got it seven months after my birthday when I finally had the money. <laughs> hmm. Okay, so how many tattoos do you have? Is it just this one, or have you got other tattoos? It is just the one. Much like you, I would like more, but... I can't really afford it, and then tattoo parlors aren't even open at the moment, so it is what it is. So the experience couldn't have been that bad. Then you know, you said you're scared of needles. The experience itself, I mean, I just had a housemate at the time who had 
quite a large tattoo on her thigh. And she gave me a lot of advice. She said, oh, make sure you have sweets and, you know, keep your sugar up. And I went in, we got it all done. I will admit, I didn't look at it at all when it was happening. <laughs> I don't know if you if you look at yours, but I just, I was like, okay, just stick it on my leg and do it. You see, I do look at mine all the time. I quite enjoy seeing the progress of the artwork as it goes along. I would only do that when they wiped it down. Like, you know, they stop, wipe it down, I'd be like, okay, this is actually going on my body. Cool. Okay, that makes sense. Because <laughs> I am bad with needles. I did spend my whole time looking away. So they had me lying on my side. They wanted me to keep my right shin, which is where it is, as flat as possible. I'm sure I'm sure you know about the experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had one leg hanging off the edge of the bench. And I, I just remember that at the end of it, my left leg was the one that had gone numb because of it was because it was getting because I was at a really weird angle where it was getting crushed. Right. So your tattoo is actually on your right leg, but it was your left leg that went numb. Yeah. Because it, I, I, the way I was lying, <laughs> the, the, it kind of cut off the circulation. I had to. Uh, we got. We were nearly at the end, and I said, "Can we stop for a bit?" Because I've lost the feeling in my left leg, and he just went, "You know, I've literally got like two seconds left to do." So Brilliant. I felt like I just ruined everything (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) so tell me about the tattoo you've chosen describe it for me well before i do i'd like to give a bit of backstory if that's all right go for it so you know how i how i forgot my i was brave today stickers yeah when i was at primary school i was known for falling over anything if anything could be fallen over I was known for tripping over my own feet and all this kind of stuff. And I fell over so many times that the school started to invest in these, I bumped my head today stickers. So, (laughs) (laughs) so I I knew I was clumsy. I knew I was a bit of a a klutz and whatnot, but I decided to, well, when I got to high school, things hadn't changed apart from my foot size. That sounds really dodgy. But I got some, <laughs> I got some trainers from my grandparents that they didn't use anymore. And I was in the gym doing PE. It was basketball, and it was probably my most catastrophic moment because you know I was chasing the ball. The ball changed direction. I tried to change direction, and I just slipped and completely fell flat on my face and took about three people with me. Right. I think that was probably the moment where I was like, "Yeah, I should, I should really get it." What it is, is in essence, is growing up, mum and dad did a lot of renovations to the house. There was always boxes coming in and boxes coming out, and all of them would have a This Way Up logo on it. So I decided that it would be appropriate for me to get the This Way Up logo on the side of my leg. (laughs) And this is the only tattoo that you have? Yes. (laughs) I think this tattoo is... Absolutely brilliant and batshit and wonderful. I think the last time I talked to you about it, you hadn't told your folks you'd got it. Is that still the case? My dad still doesn't know, no. <laughs> How long ago did you get it? Oh, God, it would have been um, three years in December. Oh, boy. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, well, my mum knows. Pretty much everyone apart from my dad knows, but he's really against them, so... <sighs> I've had chats with other folks on this podcast about 
parents and tattoos. And my dad doesn't like mine, but he also knows that the ship has sailed. I'm not sure that's the case with you because you've only got one. Yeah. And the other thing is that like, I, I would like to get more. But I, the thing is, like at the moment with, with lockdown and everything, I think we're all starting to struggle to live with each other. True. I don't want to do anything that's going to cause any tension or any drama or anything like that. So I think I'm going to just like wait until I've moved out, wait until I'm independent before I can, you know, go ham. I remember a long time ago, I got my nipple pierced and my dad never found out. So I would find elaborate ways to hide that particular nipple if I was like, I don't know, coming out the shower or whatever. Do you mm. find that you do like a comedy of errors hiding your ankle from your dad? Actually, no. One of the reasons I chose to get it on my shin, there's two reasons. And the first one being is that if I'm sat down, if I'm standing up, it will be upright, which is part of the joke behind it, really. And the other reason is because I got scars on my legs when I was five because I fell over. It's kind of like a sweet little cycle thing. But when I was seven, I started getting very insecure because, you know, I'd fallen over plenty of times before. I'd scraped my knees and all this kind of stuff. But this particular time, I needed bandages around my kneecaps. Bloody hell. Yeah, the scars never healed. I've still got them. And when I was seven, people just kept asking me questions about them. You know, oh, how did you get that scar? What happened? What happened? And then when I got to high school, that was when it got really, really bad. And as a result, it became a bit of an insecurity for me. So mm. I completely, if I could avoid it, stopped wearing shorts. Right. But maybe it's a bit of a reclamation for you getting something that acknowledges that you're a bit clumsy. It's not just that. It's something that like I got because I was like, like, I just remember getting to a few summers and thinking, I want to get my legs out, but I can't because I just felt so vulnerable when I did. So I thought getting mm. something else that I choose and having people ask me questions about that instead of my knees would make me feel like I'm in control. Right. And it is a silly story, a wonderfully silly story that I think will make people smile when you tell it. I think it's an interesting story because it's like, I'm not a very serious person. I don't believe in taking myself too seriously. I think we've all met people who, who do and who have. And I remember talking to people about their first tattoos or what they wanted growing up and they were like oh I want this or I want this or I want this but I'm not really sure because I don't want anything that's stupid and that was just a constant thing that I heard was people going I don't want anything that's stupid I don't want anything that's stupid but then I'd meet people who'd have you know after the high school when my friends started turning 18 and all started getting tattoos and stuff I would talk to people who had quite a few to you know just to find out what the experience of getting one was like and they would always say the same thing. They'd say, oh, yeah, I always wanted to go for something that was serious. But then, like, it got to a point where I just would put on anything just because. And that's the thing. It made me realize that you don't always have to have a reason behind one. It could just be like, you know, you like something cool. Couldn't agree more. I just don't want to take myself too seriously. So I thought I'd get something that highlights a trait that is very prominent. And it has always been very prominent in my life. <laughs> One that people aren't necessarily proud of. <laughs> and just just run with it. But it's not something you should be ashamed of. I'm not. I'm not at all. It's not something to be ashamed of, but it's definitely not something to be proud of either. 
<laughs> Be proud of who you are, Seb. Just don't let me carry any eggs or anything like that. <laughs> Before we go, please just quickly shout out your artist, who did your tattoo and where can people find them? Well, I cannot remember the name of the artist, unfortunately. However, I got it done at the studio in Affleck in Manchester. Cool. Brilliant. Seb, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the podcast and telling me your ink story. You're very welcome. It was good to talk. Thank you for listening to Ink Stories. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at Ink Stories Pod. The show's logo was designed by Carl Bryan and the theme tune is We've Been Watching the Riots on a Monitor by Fix-It Kid. <laughs>